Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design. My name is Branko Maletic, and today we have a returning guest, another returning guest, one of my favourite architects in, 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 in the entire whole wide world, um, who is, like the rest of us, um, I guess confined to the four walls where she lives. Joe Gillies, how are you? I'm good, yeah. I'm, you know, coping well at home. Uh, it has its limitations, but it also has its great opportunities. And, and, you know, from opportunities comes even, you know, a better way of thinking about doing things as a, as a practice. So, yeah, look, I'm... Now you, you you run Arcasol. That's, that's your practice. That's up up in in the northern beach of Sydney, Manly. Um, I've spoken to a few architects um, around the, for the past uh, well three three and a half weeks that we've all been in quarantine or I guess in lockdown, whatever the whatever the proper term is. And I'm getting very different views about how they're finding this whole new paradigm. How are you finding it? Well, look, you know, from a um a technological viewpoint, it has it has been challenging because you know um, the, what we found to overcome that is a really good IT service to help us to set everything up through what's called AnyDesk, and, and AnyDesk, as as you have seen in this in this um, uh, initial setup of the call, um, is logged into our computers at work, and that's running twenty four seven on on low energy. Um, you know, sort of output so that we can then log into anything on our desk, whatever, at any time, which has been pretty amazing. Um, on, a, on, a, on a very positive note, we've become, uh, like we have a daily catch-up with the team. So there's, there's five of us working from home. And the daily catch-ups are at 10.30 every morning on Zoom. And everybody looks forward to them because we, we chat about, you know, what what things come up for us um, from a wellness viewpoint and emotional viewpoint, but we also chat about the projects, the timelines, um, where we're at. You know, we have an admin um, assistant who's helping us with, you know, at what point do we uh, talk to the client about where the hours are at or, or an invoice or, you know, kind of programming and, and timelines. Uh, but the one of the best things that come out of these 10.30 team meetings every morning is that our sense of humour has got even sharper and um, we actually really love them because we all have like a joke or something that we share with each other, um, something that's happened to us on the weekend and then we, 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 we have like this little competition as to who can come up with something funnier so that, you know, we can break the any tension with some humour. And so that's really good that's come out of our 10.30 meetings. <laughs> okay, so so that's actually, that's actually really interesting. So um, there, there, so there are two components here. There's one is the wellness, obviously, which is very important, but the other is actually workflow. Yes. Um, have you seen changes in either? With the, with yes. Uh, yeah, the, the wellness part is something because um, architecture, well, you know, architecture with soul, Archie soul is one where we get in contact back with our soul and that's a path on a journey into wellness and healing that we're now embracing through our different projects that we've got going out there. Um, but one of, the, one of the most profound aspects of the workflow 
is basically, um, you know, we're streamlining uh, a lot of sort of focused time so that the this, this team is saying one of the things that they're saying is that there's less distraction, so they're able to focus more. Um, they set themselves up with a routine that they would do if they're going to work. So if they get up and do yoga or they get do you know, exercise or walk the dog, they'll continue to do that. And so we all have our routines to keep us in the flow so that we don't get lost in swathes of washing in the laundry that is, a, is, a, is another distraction from, you know, <laughs> being focused on the task at hand. But because in the office it's quite noisy, um, you know, there's distractions and we talk across each other and, oh, what did you think of this? What they're saying now is the brilliance of being able to focus more at their computer on the projects at hand without the distractions. So that's actually been, from the productivity viewpoint, it's been really good. Um, we have also found a lot of our clients have, have postponed some of their projects, which I'm sure, you know, 70, 80% of other architects out there have found the same. And, you know, and that has actually sort of thought, well, what can we do with some of this extra time? And that time has been really good, like creating more templates, which we've been putting off and putting off or, you know, um, doing some in-house renders or coming up with some alternative ideas to help other people who are working from home. So we've come up with a work-from-home package of which we're selling out to our clients and the, the, the wider audience to do a Zoom call and use a magic app to walk through their, their place. And we did it successfully with a lady in Miami. And um, I was able to, to um, invoice her with just a one-hour Zoom call um, to help her to, you know, give us some ideas of how we can get more light in and whether we go online and order some particular IKEA light or something like that. So it was just consulting and it, it was it's really very profound. And so it's opened up more opportunities, So, but also more time to do the things that, we, that we've been putting off, which has been like a positive thing because as you as you know you know with us architects we're like oh yeah yeah we'll get around to that and it's some sort of admin thing that we we just never want to do and then finally we've got a little bit of extra time to do it so we do it They said to me, um, or he said to me rather, that um, the amount of work that he's finding, he's, he's, some of it's dropped off, but other, other, uh, in other ways, he's getting more inquiries. And that's because that um, here in New South Wales, at least, uh, apparently the New South Wales government is, is pretty much um, pushing through or, or forcing uh, councils to uh, you know, fast track a lot of projects. Um, do you think, or are you firstly, are you seeing that? Do you think that the, uh, the uh, government should be doing more in terms of fast tracking? And also, let's talk about the money that everyone's throwing around. Should we, should the government be, be doing more with uh, with infrastructure? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I've had an inquiry that is about infrastructure. Um, just in the last few weeks, which is, um, you know, sort of on the east coast of Australia about 
um, basically it's it's incredibly powerful solar um, it's it's not a it's not anything to do with fossil fuels but it's a it's a whole entire infrastructure and transport system um, and you know I've I've all of a sudden I've been hearing about you know sort of other countries thinking about talking about their infrastructure and you know now is a time to to investigate that because the government is giving us JobKeeper um, you know allowances and they're giving us rebates on our um, income tax and all the rest of it which is all amazing and helping out with cash flow um, you know there is there is there is an opportunity for them to invest into other areas um, other than you know um, just the standard housing and the standard you know sort of um, uh, well housing and commercial but it's more I agree with you. I, I do believe that there's a tipping point for an infrastructure revitalization and a um, direction. But the other thing I'm finding, and this is what we've been, you know, because I, as you know, Branko, our, our whole direction apart from residential houses has also been into the um, healing and wellness arena. And we're finding, we're getting a lot of inquiries in that area and we've been doing work with um, people in Bali, um, Central America, uh, Colorado, Turkey, and these are all for alternative wellness or healing places because, you know, the hospitals are very much um, emergency driven in some respects. They're, they're, uh, they have their, their place, but healing is a um, spiritual wellness, mental and physical wellness paradigm as a as a whole so the kind of infrastructure this this guy when when we were talking was wanting to do like a new hospital wellness center that actually was looking at it holistically rather than get in get fixed get out and um and it, it it's interesting that that's come about as a result of all of this so i do agree with you yes there is definitely the government should really start looking at that area Maybe build a few a few more hospitals out there that that might mightn't go astray or maybe a couple more schools. Um, yeah, well, well, you know, homeless ones ones that that a little different to the normal paradigm. They have like you know it's an extension of how people live and get well. Yeah. So yeah, that's an idea. Look, um, a lot of people have been, I guess, um, predicting what's going. What what is life post COVID? If, if there is such a thing, really, um, in term in terms of like um, you know, in terms of like the business, um, um, I'm sure that I think off air we we both mentioned that I think uh, when this is over, there's going to be a lot of people walking around the streets giving out free hugs, but um, <laughs> but but um, and there'll be a lot of people that'll be very happy to take those free hub, hugs, I, I think. But um, what do you think from a business point of view, from, from, a, from a practice, from a, a small practice point of view, such as yours, what do you think post-COVID is going to look like? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because there was, a, there was initially when all this happened and um, some of the clients, especially the residential clients, because um, we're in a category where, you know, like it's a, it's not your everyday bread and butter renovations or your vanilla renovations. They're 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 quite substantial new houses and substantial renovations where people are spending a fair bit of money. And um, so we're finding at first, like we were a bit a, a bit like, oh my gosh, like these people are like a, they've lost their jobs or they've 
lost their shares, prices have gone down. So therefore they put the job on hold for now. And then we will, we initially went into a bit of fear, which I suppose a lot of other people did, you know, in certain areas where it was directly affected. Um, but we've, we've kind of like um, worked out that, you know, from that viewpoint, when things shift, people will then come back into that area um, you know, with it, with a profound sense of let's do it more now rather than later, because when when this this boom comes back, which I have had sp- spoken to a few developers, and they believe there's going to be a bit of a boom. Um, really, the, the developers yeah, are yeah, saying there's a boom. I had one chat with a great guy who's, uh, and he said, look, even though it looks pretty bad now in terms of the economy, he reckons the recovery period will there'll be like this this a kind of abundant boom type thing. That's what he believes. Um, but I but I feel that in the areas of wellness um, and sustainability, I think that people are very much looking at that now and how do we incorporate that and what does it really look like now? Because if we introduce policies now that are going to restrict, um, you know, sort of how architects work, um, that might be counterproductive to how we can actually um, move forward as, as you know, kind of a time to to embrace, you know, sort of new innovations, for example. Um, you know, I've been hearing about different energy techniques that are out there that I hadn't heard before. Um, inventors are coming forward and going, hey, I've got this new energy system that, you know, basically is based on Tesla's old technology and, you know, we, we should look at those areas because um you know now's the time to get inventive and to kind of bring the futuristic kind of well which this perceived futuristic but maybe they're not you know and to bring them back into the fold and start looking at true innovation you know so i think for me personally i've gone more into the technological side of like sound healing for example we've been approached by um a client overseas. In fact, there are four different clients um, are looking at the same thing, and they 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 work on the the brain waves um, that basically frequencies that help heal people through sound and through light. And so, therefore, there's a um, and we're becoming experts in that area, which is interesting because um, it is based on sacred geometry, which has always been a passion of mine, and it's kind of led one thing to the other. So I, I feel there's going to be architects might have to um, look at different ways of doing things, for example, uh, or branching out and just surrendering to different um, opportunities that come their way. Um, so for, for looking at a crystal ball, all I can say is for me, I feel like good stuff is going to happen. Really, really good, interesting projects and um, there's going to be a, a very much a different way of how we work, you know, um, working with global clients, for example, we just do Zoom. That's all we do. And we do um, uh, virtual reality, you know, walkthroughs to, to do the presentation, um, which has been working really well. And so so for us, I, I guess it's um, an opportunity to step into those areas that we, we've been wanting to step into. Um, but still knowing that a lot of our clients um, who put their jobs on hold or postponed, um, that, you know, 
we will reach out to them in the next few few weeks and say, look, you know, if you if you come back now, you'll be ahead of the queue because in you know three or four months' time, we could be so busy that we'll have to put your project off for another three or four months. So oh, that, that, that as well. That's interesting. Um, well, you brought up a very very interesting thing, and that, and that is about sustainability, because I mean, there's been a there's been a bit of you know, um, oh, how would I say? Unfortunately, there's been a bit of, I guess, wrongful cheerleading about, yes, yes, pollution is down, we know, because no one's working or travelling or just about doing anything, really. Um, but at the same time, we have seen that we can maybe do without things, haven't we? Yeah, do, absolutely. Do, do, we, do we really need to fly to visit that client in Melbourne when we can do it over Zoom? Um do we really need, you know, certain certain to do certain things when we can, you know, where there is a now obviously a technology that can that can do it for us? Um, do we actually can we work more from home? Um, you know, there, there's been a reluctance, I think, in this, well across the the whole Western world, um, you know, with getting uh, uh, telecommuting to two levels where it should be. Now there are technological limits. But having said that, um, you know, you could, we could all work from home for, let's say, three or four days a week at least, mm. and mm. then go in, go into the office one or two or maybe three days, whatever, a week. But the question is, do you think maybe um, coronavirus and the pandemic um, has actually forever changed the way we're all going to work? And, and, and yeah. that then helps sustainability as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when I looked up the word corona, it means, you know, um, of the sun. Um, if you look at the kind of the background of the word, it's quite a, it's like the crown. It's like the, the sun, the corona, the crown. And, you know, there's this kind of whole opening up of different different ways of doing things that we never would have thought possible before. Um, you know, I mean, if you, if you said to you like you know Branko if you and I were catching up for a coffee three or four months ago and we said hey we're all going to be working from home and there's going to be no pollution in the sky and we can take our dogs out for a walk twice a day we would we would have laughed at each other yeah exactly so the things are happening quite rapidly and people are getting used to and adjusting to change like they would never have before so um you know traveling is is definitely less because you know and, and i'm like and i'm completely okay with that because so is my dog actually and so is my husband <laughs> but um you know so there's i i do i do feel that the crown of of all of this has opened up something more sovereign in all of us and you know and i think that's a a really positive thing and I you know and it's very easy for people to go into fear because fear is is a um a paradigm of going from something that is your comfort zone to changing to something that is not your comfort zone um so it's like moving from fear into um embracing and into um you know expansion and that's why I totally agree with you. I, I do feel it will drive some, some changes in how we work.
In terms of design, I've been reading a lot um, that there's a lot of companies out there that, uh, um, well, a lot of design designers out there who are looking at perhaps designing things in a way that, that, that well, I won't say prevent this happening again, but certainly uh, help us in ways of, you know, the, in, in ways that if it does happen again, that, that we don't have as many problems. Do you think that, that this pandemic will have a... I guess uh, an influence on on, on design or, or or the way things are designed. Like bring that back to wellness, for example. Um, you know, because I've always been um, very much a proponent against intense EMFs, for example. So how do we design something that has less EMFs that affect our health, which then lowers our immune system, which then le- makes us more susceptible to catching whatever's going around. Um, so, you know, so how do we, how do, how, well, Archisol is looking at ways to do that. But with, say, a, a pandemic, it's like, um, like for example, um, my husband and I, we, we don't want to work in the same room. So um, we're already looking at ways of how we redesign areas of the house uh-huh, okay. to be separate from each other. Uh-huh. That's which inter- is that's in- that is interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's very much... Um, one of the one of the team, um, him and his wife, um, they have scheduled their work because they have only a two bedroom house, and they work together in the same room. What happens is is that they've had to structure their work time, and I think this is important in terms of how you design a space, not just structure it so that you have like you know the team meetings at different times of the day so you're not clashing with each other but you have it so that, so that basically they they put like a, a screen up between them and that screen basically is and it's a, it's a it's a beautiful piece of fabric that they've just done up like a japanese fabric which in terms of design has given them an extra um, privacy to focus on the individual companies that they both work for uh, and another way of looking at is 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 you know the home study in you know, we've always designed a home study. Most people like to have a dumping spot for their bills when they come home from work. Now that dumping spot for bills has become their workplace. And basically, we're finding now that moving forward, it just when you have a spare bedroom, that you design it in a way that can become like a, you know, it's a pull-down bed, but it has allocated study areas so that, that you know, it's a more flexible space to to work in and from that viewpoint but i think from a public viewpoint it might be that um you know in terms of infrastructure that you create less um node points you know like when you go yeah yeah through there so your node points become more generous if that makes sense Yeah, yeah more socially distant (laughs) yeah well i think the social distancing um, you know, you obviously can't meet one and a half metres when you're designing a very terminal point, for example. But you can do it in such a way that give, provides healthy space from each other. And then on the ferry, obviously, you're sitting quite close. But it's more those node points in the public design and the node points in commercial design that, you know, could be become more generous as a result of this. So you think we we after all this we're going to end up with more space? Yeah, which is is precisely what we want. I mean, 
no one wants to live in little boxes anymore. And, you know, I think that kind of era is over, you know, like it's like, um, you know, the infrastructure to make Sydney a little larger so that we can actually have, you know, tr comfortable transmutes and also um, satellite areas and community areas. In fact, I don't even like to use the word satellite areas. I think the word, you know, sort of community areas is much better. You've got villages, going back to the old way of villages, you know, where you come together and you go and buy your, your bread and your, your meat and, um, and then you meet up in the, the common green um, and then, you know, you go home and you, you're doing your activities and working from home. And I think that village kind of approach would be amazing as a result of working on from this. And then that would actually then put less, you know, emphasis on the transport into the city because everyone goes, oh, got to work in the city, but they don't. People work in different, let's, let's use the word villages, you know, and, and those are spread around Sydney. And those villages can be um, beautifully designed in a way that, um, you know, keeps people um, allowed to work two or three days a week from home um, and able to come together in their own communities and be with each other, say, in a common green area. And they just sit and have a picnic, have a chat. Not dissimilar to what we're seeing now with COVID with all the families sitting at the park, you know having family time which we would never have seen really before yeah that's true i've got to say that you know as much as it as much as it's uh forced people apart it's it's forced others together uh for, yeah. be for better or for worse Absolutely. in some in some cases Absolutely. i was going to say that um what is one thing that you've learned from this 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 scenario that we're in um one, one thing i've definitely definitely um learned is that we're incredibly resilient humans all of us and in the area of architecture and the built environment it's more important now than ever to revisit how we used to think and rethink moving forward but also don't be afraid to look at the fear within ourselves and the fear out there and and unveil things unpackage unpack things you know it's it's not it's, it's not something that we're used to doing is, is unpacking how we look at things and looking at it from a different paradigm. Um, I mean, the other one that we did was we did the Passive, passive House course, um, you know, half online, half, you know, sort of on Zoom, which was a few weeks ago. Um, and um, we've already started to think of ways that we can apply it into the wellness area, um, which has been fantastic. And you know, that resilience has um, shown us that the team, my, my team, they're all thinking outside of the square in ways that they never would have before. So they're all taking more ownership. And I feel I feel that for me is really positive, is the, is the, the ownership of what we're creating as a team has become actually ironically more together now that we're apart, if that makes more sense. Joe Gillies from Arcasol. It has been an absolute pleasure, a, a, a socially distant ab, uh, absolute pleasure. Nice to see you again, even though it's only virtually. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you too, Branko. Okay. You've been listening to Talking Architecture and Design. Until next time, goodbye.